Hello and welcome to the F1 Rearview Podcast. It's Il Tom here from the future. Uh, I, I, I'm recording this after the, the, the this recording has been recorded. Uh, I just wanted to jump in before we get to the podcast today and just say that we've had a couple of issues with this episode. Um, it should have gone up on the 17th of December, but instead it has gone up today, a week later on the 24th. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you could just treat it as a as Christmas special if you want, I suppose, but uh, it's not anything Christmassy. It's just a normal uh, episode. It's the part two of the review I started uh, on the uh, 10th, I think it was. Um, anyway, if you're wondering where we've been and why we didn't update last week uh, this is where we've been uh, but I, I won't take your time anymore I'll let you get into the, the podcast now uh, and I hope you enjoy thank you and have a great Christmas hello and welcome to the F1 Rearview podcast where we take a look back over a weekend and review the race however once again this week we won't be reviewing a race instead we'll be continuing our march through the season review uh, which we started in the last episode. If you missed the first episode, go give it a listen. Uh, we reviewed it from Australia to Hungary, uh, and we're going to be continuing from this podcast from the mid uh, mid season break from Belgium to Abu Dhabi. Uh, so, as always, yes. uh, I should say, uh, I'm joined by the wonderful Reese Keeble. Hello, hi. Uh, and unfortunately, we're missing producer Ruth this week. She's not here. She's uh, she's otherwise occupied. So Reese is on the desk this week uh, with with sound effects. I got sound effects. He's guys. got sound effects. Yeah. Uh, I also should mention we're not in uh, Studio A Media City where we usually record. Normally, uh, you normally we'd like we never really big it up. We should be like we're live from Media yeah, City. Normally, record it from. from we should uh, do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that in the next episode. Live from Media City. Uh, but no, today we're recording it live from Reese's kitchen with a live studio audience. Yeah. yeah, they're not live. They're on the desk. They're not real. Uh, but we're using a roadcaster, so hopefully we can make this sound as good as we can with the with the resources we've got. That's so we ignore the mild hum of the fridge in the background. There's a well. mild hum of the fridge in the background. <laughs> it is my kitchen. Yeah, it is the kitchen. There's probably the boiler in there as well somewhere. It's probably all in there. I should say that this podcast is proudly sponsored by Lager because it's not. I'm already drinking it. I'm driving, so I'm irresponsible. <laughs> uh, remember, kids, uh, if you drink, never drive. Heineken tell you to drink Heineken Zero. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the F1 sponsorship. If you drink, never drive. It's all over the track, mm. you know. I'm also going to say thank you to a Facebook page, which is a bit of a weird one. Um, Formula One News and Memes, they have been amazing in helping us promote this podcast, helping us get it off the ground. Go on, Reese. Do you, you... Know what, do you know what you can get from F1 uh, News and Memes? What can you get? All the best Formula One News and Memes. You can, it's true. It's a Facebook page. It's got over 66,000 members, so please make sure to go and give it a follow. Uh, if you're even slightly interested in Formula One, they've got some great stuff going on over there. Um, if you, if there's ever breaking news, that's the first place I hear about it. I don't know about you. To be fair, yeah. You know, they, normally, they're always on the ball. Someone's on the pulse. Normally, uh, Kerry. Oh, Kerry's yeah. normally on the pulse. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, and can I just say, I'm a massive Carlos Sainz fan as well, Kerry. <sighs> there you go. Yeah. Also, a shy lager, if you want to sponsor us, please do. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I love a shy. We're not sponsored by a shy. We're not though. sponsored by them at all. We're not. I want to be. Mm-hmm. Can we be? Mm-hmm. If they say, can we sponsor the podcast, can yeah. we? Um, yeah. With what that. if they just generally, ge- generously donate a couple of bottles? Well, you know, we're not we're not opposed to that, are we? But, okay. you know, if you drink, never drive. I just drive, want to like see what the rules you are. Know? Yeah, no, obviously. You know, if you drink, never drive. And you're designated driver. I'm designated driver. Yeah. I've brought all the kit and stuff because, you know, I'm just the best host there's ever been. That should have been an applause. Press the wrong button. Yay! You can you can tell that Reese's not here. 
But Welcome to the show. Without further ado, it's time for some more F1 news. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is the F1 Rearview Podcast. We got that made midweek. We got that made. Tom there. didn't know whether to use it or not, so I'm going to try and throw it in every every available possibility. Right. Just to, I'm just trying to give some F1 news here, Reese. Seven, you know. seven minutes and 14 seconds of absolute yeah, let's, let's actually get into it. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, some F1 news I've gathered from this week. We recorded the last episode, uh, we said it in the last episode, it was recorded on Tuesday the 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hadn't really got into F1 testing at that point. Obviously now it's uh, more than a week later, but this is when this podcast is coming out. Um, so uh, we're going to just talk it's kind of about um, F1 testing first. I'm um, going to yep. talk first about more than anything, because... Abu Dhabi testing, there's not much you can read yeah, from it. It's the end of the do. season. Nothing really happens. You know, it's not like pre-season testing. I'll tell you what did happen. Go on. It might be in your script, though. Mm-hmm. Should I tell you anyways? Yeah. Pierre Gasly, he got a little bit of prank patrol. Oh, I didn't do this one, actually. He just hide yeah. the van. Yeah, it's oh, true. that was funny. Yeah. That's a British reference for people who just don't. Barney. That's completely gone over. Yeah. Barney and the Ninjas on the Prank show. Patrol. It was so good. It was, it was a staple of my childhood. Oh, 100%. Uh, but yeah, so uh, F1, the main thing we saw at F1 testing was uh, new drivers. Mm. Um, so there's a few different people that, that jumped into the cars um, over the weekend, mainly F2 drivers that did were just you, kind of... Did you see Mr. Jorge? Mr. Jorge. Jorge Russell. That's the next story. That oh. wasn't at F1 testing, so... Zzz. You know, uh, yeah, but F testing, uh, we, we uh, Williams, they used F2 driver, uh, Roy Nassani, uh, in their car for both days. He's, he's just a, he's the Williams test driver. They got him in to have a, have a play around. They also got uh, their 2020 F1 drivers to have a go in the car. That's Nicholas Latifi. Uh, but yeah, so um, that was a, uh, that was Roy Nassani and, uh, where are you going? I'm just going to open the back door. Oh, uh, Reese is off. It's his kitchen. Yeah, he just walked off. Yeah, so Roy Nassani and uh, Nicholas Thiefy took the Williamses out for a spin. Uh, Toro also used Dams's new Formula Two driver for next year. Goes my name is Sean Galale. Uh, You might know him from having a KFC bucket on his head. I do not know him from that. His helmet to KFC bucket. I am very much intrigued to know him from that. His his dad owns KFC in Indonesia. Um, so he's sponsored by KFC Indonesia there you go his his helmet is just a a bargain bucket and KFC if you want to sponsor us as always please do get involved you know if you want to get involved we'll take anything please we're desperate Uh, and obviously uh, Esteban Ocon this is quite a big one he returned from his year long hiatus uh, to drive for his new team Renault he drove on both days um, of testing and it's interesting to see him back in a Formula 1 car what do you think about Ocon back in a Formula 1 car I quite like it yeah I quite like it I missed him last year I don't know if missed him is exactly how I felt. Ocon, he's a good driver. I just don't know if he's... I'd, it'll be interesting to see him back. I'm excited to see him back, um, especially against Daniel Ricciardo. That'll be interesting. Hold on. Do you reckon oh. Ricciardo's just going to absolutely nail it? Or do you reckon, you know, will he just outshine his counterpart, which is Ocon? I, I literally couldn't say. I, I, we haven't really ever seen them in equal machinery. We haven't ever seen Ricciardo and Ocon fully go for it. Do you when, reckon, when do you Ocon reckon was... Ocon's good enough to do it? We haven't seen, I don't think we've seen Ocon's full potential. We can't really say, he's only ever been in a manner or a racing point or a Force India as it was. You know, we've never seen him properly go through. We've never seen what he can actually do. He's been rated really highly. The higher he's ups done of, great uh, things. He's, the higher ups of Renault might have uh, seen something. Exactly. There, there must be a reason they've hired him apart mm-hmm. from just being French. So, oh, you know, oh. I'm, I am excited to see I that. I would drive the uh, F1 car. <laughs> oh. I saw a fun fact oh, about on. the Haas team. What? That the two drivers have been driving together mm-hmm. longer. I think it's 61 races right. they've done together. Really? And that's longer than both Hamilton and Bottas together as like a partnership. Yeah. 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 Haas is the longest partnership on the grid, mm. which is absolutely that's surprising. That's cool. It's surprising. I'm not surprised. It's been a while. 
K-Mag left. No, it's surprising as in they stayed this long. Oh, well, yeah, but... That's what I mean. They don't... They don't mm, yeah, I suppose. Russell... Now, now this is the mm-hmm. bit you were excited for. Uh, George Russell uh, was there on uh, the week after. This was the Pirelli testing. So this isn't oh, the so F1 testing. This oh, is only okay. the Pirelli excuse, testing. Excuse me, guys. Can you please just test the tyres for this season? It, is that what they wanted? It was essentially they just wanted oh. to make sure the compounds for next season were ready, which is more news coming just on that. Just put them on a little tyre, like, uh, you know, like a You can't track. get the same simulation you can get from actually putting it on. Oh, wow. The track, yeah, they're, they're good enough. Uh, but he tried out the new 18-inch wheels, which you're getting in 2021. They look, they look sexy. Yeah, I actually think they oh, look really, oh. not, really racy you know when we call this the rear view podcast mm. oh yeah they look really nice really <laughs> racy um i did really like that um and also what they contested what they contested what they concluded is the word i'm looking for from that tire test is that the tires they were planning to use for next year were rubbish and they're going to continue using this year's tires instead <laughs> that's why reese is here guys you're mad that i did that sound effect no, 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 that worked well that was good producing good job cheers yeah you just hit careful green. ruth you the might greens, you might be out of a job here green's flashing in me face you just hit it <laughs> and then that happens you see what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> also in the news this week uh this is quite a cool one volto bottas a week after finishing in f1 he's gone and done some rallying and a week after finishing with his wife Sorry, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a divorce. Uh, but yeah, a week after finishing his Formula One uh, campaign for 2019, uh, he went to Paul Ricard, which is a Formula One circuit. I thought in that France. was a person. It's a, it's a French, it's okay. the, that's what the French Formula One circuit's called, Paul okay. Ricard. Uh, and he went and uh, won his first rallying race, which is pretty cool. Well done, Bottas. Yeah, well done, Bottas. That's, did that's Mercedes let him do that, or did he just go off on his own accord? Well, he's not contracted to Mercedes in the off-season. He can go do what he wants. Is that true? Yeah. So if he wanted to go professional wrestle in the off season, yeah. he could just go boxing. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. As long what as, as he long, breaks his leg, as long as he is fit enough to start the next season. But what if he breaks his leg? Well, then there'll be problems because he's probably breaching his contract in that sense. But as long as it's like fine for him to do it, and you know, it's just like a summer holiday. He can do what he wants. This is the biggest <laughs> news though from this week. Um, Russia oh, here we go. have been banned by the WADA the World Anti-Doping Association or something like that. RADA, maybe. I don't know. Do people always call it WADA? I don't. Is that something WADA, that you just maybe. made up for the podcast? That's actually the analogy is WADA. But um, I think but it's WADA. Do people it's call it WADA rather than say the full name? I, I just said WADA. You know, you I, said I WADA. think it sounds cool. But yeah, uh, they've <laughs> been um, suspended from all world sports till 2023, I think it is, or four? Exactly. Um, it was. A, it was a, obviously. There's been a lot of stuff involving Russia and doping um, in the past. Um, and now, so, I I saw this on BBC Sport yeah. to do with football. It's yeah. Oh yeah. It's, so okay. It's, uh, they're not allowed in the Olympics. Not allowed to be in football. There's, there's yeah. a whole load of. Stuff. So I saw BBC Sport put this on, and I didn't even think about F1. F1. Yeah. Didn't so, even cross my mind. Uh, but, but I mean, Daniel Kvyat with his old dubstep remix. <laughs> what's he gonna do? Exactly. So this is it. So um, FIA are a registered part of the World Anti-Doping Association, WADA, mm-hmm. as I like to call it. Good old WADA. Um, and so the, the, the specific details aren't quite released yet. But obviously, there's a Russian Grand Prix and a Russian driver. Um, so for the Russian Grand Prix, it's not clear whether they're going to be able to continue hosting it. We're not 100% sure on that yet. There's a thing about um, the signature of the contract or something that you were talking to yeah, me about. Yeah, so they have it, a contract till 2025 to host the Grand Prix. Uh, and and the, uh, the promoters of the Grand Prix are saying that it would be legally and technically impossible to cancel it. So that's like the loophole that they have at the moment. They've got a contract in place. It would be legally and technically impossible to get rid of that. So they might have to go ahead with it because 
it's, well, it's, it's binding kind of thing. I was going to say, like, obviously they put in ink to paper. Exactly. Well, is it... Does WADA overrule that? Is it that hard to get rid of it? We don't know. But at the same time, I don't think the FIA, honestly, that bothered. F1 isn't something that doping is a massive part at part of i don't think you could you dope can't it you can't be unless you inject not driving an f1 car. yeah you'd have to inject like more fuel into the engine that's the only way you could dope an f1 kind of thing like uh look like i did in abu dhabi what um, oh, <laughs> he said you um yeah so russian athletes is the one that's really weirdly specific in this one so um a lot of russian athletes have been banned from taking part in the sport mm-hmm. um See, this got, me, this got me concerned. Yeah. Because so, Daniel Kvyat is genuinely one of my favourite drivers on the grid. Interesting. I don't... I don't it's, it's a weird one with him. Right. I always know he's going to bring entertainment. I'm yeah. not saying he's good. But he's, he's I'm not saying he's bad. Right. I'm just saying there's always going to be entertainment with Daniel Kvyat. That's fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so he will be racing. Obviously, he's contracted to race in Toros for next year. So, basically, Daniel Kvyat, as long as he can prove he wasn't involved with the doping and, and all that kind of stuff, he will be allowed to continue to run. He'll just have to run as a neutral contestant. So, that means he's he's going to have to run without allegiance to any flag. He's going to have to run without a flag, basically, which has never been done in Formula 1 before. Uh, and you brought up a good point the other day. I was thinking... What kind of music will he have when they're raising the flag? Exactly. Because, Assuming he wins a race. Well, I mean, come on. It's obviously he's going to win. Alpha Tori. They're going to be pacey. We're going to get more details on this, I'm sure, probably as the season approaches. I want him to year. sing his own national anthem. He's going to sign and go, I am Daniel Kvyat. <laughs> oh, Daniel's won a race and I can't quite believe it. Yeah, there we go. Something like that. I'll send that to him and see if he likes it. <laughs> yeah. If he wants me to come out, if he wins a race... <laughs> Fly me out. And we can, yeah. I'll, I'll come to every race of the season, just, you, in case. just in case. Obviously for Daniel, not yeah, for... Not, not to watch them. Not to watch them, no, And make sure not. you get the plus one. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. we will do an F1 podcast, rear view podcast We've live from every single race. Yeah, We've we'll, got this thing we'll now. we the, the whole... You know. <laughs> exactly. It's got all the sound effects. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, there just we go. Just in case you all forgot what we had. It's got all the sound effects. We can take it with us. Yeah, we'll take it with us. He can turn around and he can be like... I'll tell you what, Reese. I'm going to win the race and I'm going to be like, Oh, Daniel Kvyat, you won the race. You won the race, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll make sure we give more details uh, on the podcast as soon as we get them on what's going to happen with Russia, what's going to happen with Daniel. Uh, and we'll, we'll let you know as soon as we hear that. Probably be like at the start of season one. We'll probably yeah. get that information. So uh, we'll let you know when that time comes. This is the F1 Review Podcast. It is indeed. Thank you for that again, <laughs> Reese. Uh, it's time to go to the season review. 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 Season review. The season review. It's the season review. It's the season review. Uh, we're going to start off in Belgium. Yes. Um, Belgium, 2018. I'm absolutely useless for these uh, season reviews, by the way. No, you can just chip I'm in. I'm completely useless. Just No, because I loved it in the last episode when you remembered what... You remembered the race oh, and it came to you. Was... Yeah, there we go. And that yeah, was that's made it that. for me. Oh, he's Carry off on. again. He's off again. <laughs> See, he's, so he's, you think he's walking around his kitchen. will make it colder. Yeah. It's made it too cold. It's too cold now. It's not too cold. He's going to close the I door. I need to close the back door. He's gone. <laughs> go close the back door. <laughs> I'm going to close the back this door. This is just the, the adventure of Reese Keeble now. We've heard him... Keep talking to so him. He's producing it from the back I'm door. It. Here he goes. And I'm just walking around. It's raining as well. It's raining. That's quite heavy rain. To be oh, well, close the door. I don't want us to get inside. There's water droplets on the inside of the glass. You don't want to get water on your um, on wait, your beautiful wait, kitchen floor. No. Yeah. Yeah. Here he is. He's back now. I'm back now. He's sorry. back now. Sorry guys. Uh, Belgium, 2018. Not this year. I was there. Not this year. I wasn't there. <laughs> Just a little fun fact. 
if anyone's at the, <laughs> yeah the audience again as well now if anyone's at the 2018 belgium grand prix you might see me Woo, hello yeah so uh belgium 2019 was a really sad race and to be honest i'm glad i wasn't there because it would have been very sad we lost tragically um and it actually is really tragic we lost anton hubert on like a serious note didn't mm-hmm. we yeah. and that was a really sad race obviously that happened um but i feel like in the actual formula one race there was uh, a really good comeback charles leclerc obviously went to go win it which was an amazing race for him it was anton was one of his really good friends mm-hmm. they grew up together they went through karting together uh, and and so charles when he won his, his maiden formula one grand prix Obviously, he missed out, um, if you remember in the first episode on Bahrain, he missed out on, on Austria, uh, and he managed to come back and win it in Belgium. First yeah. race back from the mid-season break, um, and, and he won it for his, for his good friend. So it was a really, really special win for him, I'm sure, and one I'm sure Charles will remember forever. Oh, definitely. You heard the emotion... You really did. ...when he won, like, down yeah. the microphone. Like, you always... I mean, I don't know whether you always listen to it, but I always go to the uh, radio afterwards. Yeah. You know, F1 always upload that radio yeah, thing yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah always got to that and you heard the it was just in emotion in his voice that was must mean the world to him that he that he won that race and, and that he did it i'm so glad less... that's the one race i'm so glad he won yeah because oh 100 if it wouldn't have been right practically best mates with yeah him, you know less, less than 24 he, hours after he lost his he best 100 deserved to win that see my mum thought that um he might be driving a bit more cautious mm. after what happened but, which is what i thought too to well but fair. he's done it before he lost his dad obviously tragically as well mm-hmm. a few uh, the year before no yeah. two years before when he, was in, when he was in formula two and he went and won the race that weekend just 24 hours after as well mm-hmm. amazing young man who's got incredible talent and uh you know great strength to be able to do yeah, that exactly. to be fair because i think you know many people if they lost their best friend like that they'd go home they wouldn't want oh, to yeah. race Damn right. but you know he raced for him and the whole paddock did to be fair that was mm-hmm. a really special weekend a really nice race um, and it continued into italy to be fair the uh, the memorial stuff so we went to italy uh, and the clerk won again uh, even more special, I think, for 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 Charles was that he, when he won in Italy because it was the first time since 2010 that Ferrari had won in Italy, and that obviously was incredibly was special. special as well. He just had two really special races in a row for Leclerc. Was it Italy where they had the D Day, the D Day, the DJ set? No, that was Mexico. After the race. That was Mexico. That was a few races later. Italy, you will remember it. Um, <laughs> I will, will I? <laughs> slightly more uh, important than the race. Obviously, the race is amazing. Scuderia won. Scuderia? Scuderia Ferrari won for the first time since 2010. Amazing for them. Just um, say Ferrari next time. Yeah, I will. Uh, but <laughs> it, was the, it was the qualifying that had people talking. You'll remember this. It was oh, the it was when they all backed up, wasn't it? They all it? backed up, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it was the qualifying that had people talking. Stupid. It was a very weird Q3. How Only one car, Carlos Sainz, got to set a second Q3 lap time Um, because despite all the cars that were in Q3 being on the track only one got to set a second Q2 time because for some reason Charles just was like I'm going to sit on the brakes of this lap Uh, I don't want to be at the front imagine if Carlos set the fastest lap that would have been amazing wow we thought all of our dreams came from the last race of the year that would have been absolutely incredible yeah are we not talking more about that qualifying thing well there's not really much more to talk about it was a mess you could hear everyone going nuts on the radio yeah you could. They were like. Should we play that team radio? All right. Yeah. I'll, hang on. You I'll can, see find, if I can find, you can find it. the team radio. Talk amongst yourselves while Tom's finding this. <laughs> you're listening to the F1 review. We are now on Spotify. So if you're listening through the YouTube page, please go on Spotify and make sure you go subscribe on there. Uh, we're also going out on Candu FM and oh, the radio. He's got it. Now. Got it. Here right. Here we go. Okay. So what Chokenberg he may play games. He won't want to tow you. We are tight. We timing. I will let you know. Third chance to go. So this is it. This is it. It was it was really weird because everyone was coming out. Mm-hmm. Very little time in hand. No one wanted Try to be at the front. 
to push now. They're all saying to go. You can hear them all saying to push. Yeah. If he can move up the field, that'd be good. Oh, you need to defend the position is four or five seconds to the flag. Most cars will not get it. And you can overtake uh, Sebastian, overtake Sebastian. They're not safe. Keep, keep pushing. Keep pushing now. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. They need to go. They really need to go. Thank you. Thank you. They kept us all behind. So we couldn't get a lap. What a mess. What a mess. And it was. Pole position anyway, guys. <laughs> Thanks for everything. It's an interesting tactic just to keep pole position. You just don't need to do the lap. Interesting allegations from Lewis there as I well like, at the end. I like how Charles, Charles Leclerc just wrote off Carlos Sainz. Yeah. But I said, oh, we got pulled. Yeah, well, did but, you, you know, that was, it was it was a very weird lap in that everyone was just, the, the, the mechanics were going, right, guys, seriously, go, go now. Yeah. Even if you get the toe, you and get no a lap in. No one did, because the way Italy works, the toe makes, you know, mm. almost a second up. It's insane how much time you, you get. You heard the Sky Sports coverage. Exactly. Which was just, it was just every single thing they were just all talking about the toe. It was the toe. It was, it was just that important. Um, practically, um, who do you call it? Ted. Ted. That's all Ted was talking he about was, all weekend yeah. was just getting the toe. And obviously at the end there, Lewis, Lewis makes some allegations towards Ferrari, mm -hmm. saying that the reason they kind of sat back was because they were scared they were going to lose, lose the pole position to Mercedes. I don't think that's the case. I don't think they did do that. I think that wouldn't be very sportsmanlike. I think it was just a case of no one wanted to go first because they oh, yeah. the tour. Yeah. They just backed each other up and Carlos Sainz was like, see you later, guys. And I think Lewis knows that he could have easily gone past if he wanted to go past and set a lap. They I, remember watch, I remember watching this because it was I was at a lodge-type mm -hmm. place. Right. My mum was in the hot tub, right? right? Just bubbling away as she does, nice. you know, cooks on 370 degrees. Right, yeah, yeah, nice. And uh, I shouted her out because I was like, mum, watch this. Like, yeah. now it's going to happen. And uh, she came out for, like, the final laugh. I was like, you got off. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You said, mum, get out of the hot tub that you're really enjoying. Come watch the TV. Nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, she did get out of the hot tub. <laughs> no, so she came and watched, and I was like, look, they've just got, all got to back each other up. Mm. And they did. Yeah. I remember watching it now. It was really I weird. I completely remember watching yeah, yeah. it. It was a really, we really just, weird one. We were just both shouting at the TV because we were like, this is genuinely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The thing... Right, of a race weekend, I enjoy qualifying the most. Yeah. It is my favourite part of the race weekend. Because it's just fun to see the competitive nature. Because it's it's closer in qualifying than it is in the race, which is unfortunate to say, but in, in many positions it is, mm -hmm. apart from Brazil, which we'll get to later. But yeah, it was it was a bit of a weird one in that sense. Um, yeah, it was a good race though. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Ferrari won it. It was amazing because the, the, the Ferrari came, fans were all there. Do you, not, do you have in your notes who came second and third? I do. Second and third was Bottas and Hamilton. Right. Yeah, uh, but that yeah. So in Singapore though, which is the race after, I'll mm -hmm. skip over to that one now. Um, this was one of three races this season which didn't have a Mercedes on the podium. There was only three races in the whole season that didn't have a Mercedes on the podium. Can you name the rest? The only yes. other two ones were big. Yes, ones. it was Abu Dhabi. No, the one before that, which was I can't remember. I know it was the one before that because I was celebrating. This is what I was on about. This race review, I'm absolutely shit for. Okay, because it, I don't remember what happens was, when. It was the one before that. It was Brazil. Brazil, that's uh, it. Because Lewis, was... Lewis did get the podium, but mm -hmm. then he did. But we'll talk about that. It was later Germany on. as well. The other one. So. Oh yeah, because they both crashed the, out. They're very two. Yeah, the two really uh, random ones. Um, so Singapore was actually the only kind of proper race, if you if you will, that didn't have a Mercedes on the podium. That wasn't completely um, mad. I find that Brazil is a proper race. To an extent, but 
It wasn't completely mad. It wasn't as mad as, as Germany, but the Ferraris Bottas, crashing into each other, Bottas all that kind took, of stuff. Yeah, but Bottas took the thing, didn't he? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But we'll get to but we'll get to Brazil. Okay. That's still because that, that's a lot of We've done Germany. Yeah. I'll scream when we get to Brazil. Okay. Uh, yeah, but in Singapore, uh, it was Vessel that won the race. This was his first win for 392 days. Uh, his last race before that was in Belgium, 2018. I was there. I was in Belgium 2018, not 2019. Oh, we missed. I was in Belgium 2019. Thank you. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I was in Belgium 2018. I wasn't there in 2019. But, yeah, that was the last time. I I was really annoyed when Vettel won in Singapore because I wanted him to retire and be like, I saw Vettel's last win. But then he went and won a race. Yeah, but Singapore was uh, a very interesting race as well because it was Pulsar Charles who was going to win. Mm-hmm. And then Ferrari did a little bit of a cheeky strategy. A little bit of a cheeky strategy. Cheeky, cheeky, cheeky And Vettel got out ahead and went to win the race. Uh, and that made a little bit of tension in the Ferrari team, which was then, I say, emphasised more in Russia. So what race was that that you just talked about? That was about? Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. We're now you in came Russia. second and third in Singapore? Uh, Leclerc and then Verstappen. You keep forgetting to mention that. Sorry. I'll keep bringing it up. We then went to Russia. <laughs> now, yeah. this race was not... It wasn't noted for being extremely exciting. Is this the same Russia that was in the news this week? It was the same Russia okay. that was in the news this week. I'm glad you're listening, Reese. I'm listening. I'm paying uh, attention. Like, yeah, so it was the Russian Grand Prix uh, that caused a lot of controversy, specifically between Ferrari. Uh, they looked set to end Mercedes' dominant rush at run. What? You said you said that I was listening. Do you want to see the notes I was taking? Oh, you're showing me your hands. So. It's just, just a massive <laughs> Oh, thanks. That's a funnel pad. Carry on. But yeah, it was in Russia uh, that Ferrari looked set to end Mercedes' dominant run at the Sochi Autodrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes have won there every year it's been on the calendar so far. Bottas, is a, he loves that circuit. He's brilliant around it. Uh, but um, it was Ferrari in qualifying. They were the fastest. They got the one-two. They looked fast in practice. They were the obvious team to win, you could mm-hmm. say. Yep. Uh, Hamilton won. <laughs> Bottas second Leclerc third Leclerc. Um, so yeah in a space of a few seconds you could say that, that their hope of victory literally disappeared um, so it was it was off the line Vettel got a great start using the close slipstream as I say this you might remember it uh, and was it the one where place. they demanded Vettel and Leclerc to switch yeah 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 I remember yeah, it yeah so um, he got into first place using his slipstream and then that was the plan and then they said Leclerc would get the position back from Vettel um that didn't happen. Uh, the, the German kept his foot down and had no intention of giving the place back. Uh, and the team said to them, right, okay, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll settle the race in the pit stops when it comes round to it. Uh, they got Leclerc into the pits first. He set some great, really fast laps and came out ahead of Vettel, which was really good. He, it was in the net lead. It looked like it was his to win now. Uh, and then a few corners later, Vettel's car conked out. Mm-hmm. He pulled over at the side of the road. He did. And a safety car came out which yes. neutralized the race and essentially gave Hamilton a free pit stop. Hamilton and Bottas both pitted, came out miles ahead of Leclerc, and that was all she both, wrote. They were both ready. Oh, yeah. They, it, it, it was an incredible strategy call from Mercedes that incredible. won them a race they should, they had no right to win. It makes you wonder why Lewis decides to undermine his strategist well, exactly. all the time, because he's so incredibly good. He's on the ball, yeah, yeah, well, definitely, definitely. Do you know his name? Uh, Pete, no, James uh, something. Is James not... It's James. Is... No, James is the strategy guy. Okay. He's the one that says Voltaire, it's James, because he's, yeah. get, he's getting on the radio because he's the strategy guy to tell him to give Lewis a position. Uh-huh. Mechanic doesn't do that, John. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was James Vowles, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then that just they just gave them a great strategy. They went to take the lead. They went to win on, and they had just a great race. 
Um, and they took what looked to be an almost sure victory for Ferrari, which was really sad, to be fair. But, you know, that's that. I've, I've got to say, if I've got to pick between Ferrari and Mercedes, it's Ferrari every time. Yeah, because you want the underdog, don't you? I mean, that's I mean, what I Ferrari are at the moment. Technically, yes. Mm. But, you know. I just, you want to you see Mercedes end their dominance more than yes. anything. I think that's, that's probably fair to say. I want everyone to drive in a, the same car next year and it just to be entertaining. This breaking news now just coming in, uh, everyone, everyone's using the same car next year. Is that because I just said it on the podcast? Yes. You're welcome, guys. The FIA are listening, and they were like, yeah. well, Reese wants it, we'll Listening it live, not when I've live. Like, recorded and sent it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, I wondered who that guy was with the, the pair of headphones. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered who he was. Yeah, he's from the FIA. All right. Yeah, right, mate. Do I drink? <laughs> no. Coffee? Two sugars? All right, spot on. Are you going to make him a drink? Yeah. All right. Reese is going to make the FIA guy a drink. Oh, that was a dead joke, wasn't it? It was. Oh. <laughs> it was also spooky. Um, Japan. You probably don't remember. You might remember. This is where uh, See, Albon got... and uh, your boy Lando had a little bit of a... I never know whether you say you won't remember because I was got, I got too drunk during the race. No, just Or whether because it's just a dead remember. race. You're just not very good at remembering things. <laughs> yeah, I never know. Sometimes you forget we're friends and I just re-remind you. you know, You're like... phoning me. I'm like, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> do I do the podcast, Reese? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably will remember it though. This is when Leclerc and Albon had a little bit of a kiss. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember? No. 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 You were pretty angry at it after the race, like the next few days, but it's, it's obviously gone now. It's not there anymore. Um, yeah, so Vettel had a great start from there on the Wait, what? The grid. Wait, what was that? Hmm? Well, I was angry for the next couple of days. Yes, because you were like, oh, we should have got a penalty for that, but you didn't. And then you just completely forgot about it now. Because it's a couple of, like, it's about, what, five races ago? Mm, yeah, but, you know, it was still a race that happened. Well, I don't remember it now, do I? Well, it was also an important race because uh, a was team Was it the called, one where... Oh, sorry, go on. A team called uh, Mercedes-AMG Patronus Formula One team wrapped up their sixth Constructors title this race. Yeah, so I still don't remember it. Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, it was uh, Bottas' first win, though, that he got uh, after having a great race from third on the grid. Uh, it was his first win since Azerbaijan. Uh, and uh, they were made constructor champion for the sixth time uh, and is what decided that Bottas would finish ahead of uh, Vettel in the championship. All right. There you go. Uh, then we went to the... Hold Mix on, can we talk more about that kiss? Because I'm still not understanding. Right. What happened? Albon was overtaking Norris into a corner. Mm-hmm. Albon went up the inside. Norris didn't realise he was on the inside. Norris turned in and hit Albon. See, you're making it sound like because you're a Red Bull fan, right? You're making it sound like it's Norris's it's fault. fault. It was it was declared a racing incident, which literally means it's no one's fault. It was just both. Norris racing. definitely had to pit for that, though, didn't he? Yeah, and that's why I went mad. Yeah, hmm. but you know that's racing. Okay. Um, Mexico, you must remember. <laughs> you must remember Mexico. Yes. What happened in Mexico, Reese? They put the car on the podium. They did. That was the car on the podium. Race. The- yes, it was. Oh, hang on. Oh, I played both. I played both. It's a good moment for us on the Reese on the Reese Keeble podcast. This is the uh, rear view podcast. You can tell it's a good thing on the F1 rear view. Yeah. Keep that going. You just you're just so you're so bright. I'm so bright. Remembering us so on the podium. Smart. I'm so proud of you. I what I do is I I study the mm. races that have been and gone. Do you? Rather than doing my uni work. Really? I'm a bit behind. See, that's what I do. Yeah. Right. Where's your Where's all your notes of the races though? 
in my mind. Oh, right, okay. They're all up there, floating uh, around, wondering what's going What actually happen. happened in Mexico was in qualifying, in the last corner, Valtteri Bottas took a little trip into the old barriers. Max Verstappen, who had pole position at the time, he was didn't coming slow through. Down. He didn't take his foot off the accelerator oh, and didn't get a penalty. Then he went to the post-race press conference and said, yeah, I didn't lift off. And then the FIA were like, wait, you didn't lift off? And he was like, yeah, I didn't lift off. The FIA were like, oh, we're going to have to penalise you now. Mm-hmm. He kind of mucked upon his own words there. He was a bit a of a silly bit. billy. Mm, silly billy. Bit of a silly, silly billy. billy. Uh, but it was Lewis Hamilton that went on to win the race uh, with an incredible, and I genuinely am impressed by this, he got a 48-lap stint uh, and pulled off an amazing one-stop, which most people didn't think would be possible in the race. Well, uh, but see, it was... this is the thing that I've got an issue with, okay? Right. Pirelli always go, oh, the softs are available. They'll be available for about 12 laps. The mediums, they yeah. can do about 20. Yeah. And the hards, they'll do about around 30. Right. How did he do 48 laps on one tyre? That's why it's amazing. You shouldn't I know, have but this to. is what I mean. He took the hard Pirelli, so far. A Pirelli just chatting absolute no, nonsense. Hamilton is just an incredible driver. And he just pulled off an incredible drive. Okay. It was after a tangle with Bottas on lap four after the start of the race uh, that he fell to the back of the grid. This is Verstappen. Uh, and it was just, he had no race basically from there. He started P3 despite his penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, he just had to pit again. He ended it right pit, at the back. Yeah. Uh, and he came through to finish in sixth behind Albon it wasn't his best race it, it should have been it was an impressive drive though it should have been so much more for them yeah, it should, it should, it should have, have been so won. much more that was a Red Bull dominating weekend Verstappen you know. should have won it Albon should have come second mm. and, and once again done. Mercedes were there to pick up the pieces getting the win you well, know? what about my boys McLaren how did they do I don't know I've only got top three okay sorry ouch that hurts Have until top we get three? to Brazil <laughs> yeah Brazil uh, then we went to the US of A America <laughs> this is the F1 Rearview Podcast yeah so we're in the US of A uh, it was Bottas's fourth win of the season uh, fourth win of the season it was indeed it was Bottas's um, fourth win of the season but he didn't quite do enough to deny Lewis Hamilton from taking a historic sixth world title is it historic it is historic only one other person's ever done it in history that's which pretty is? historic which is I'm gonna give this to you who is it <laughs> Is it um, one person in the history of Formula One has got six world titles before? Who has the most world titles three, in Formula there's One? There's three that's in my mind. Okay, Reese, who has the most world titles in Formula? You're on a Formula One podcast, Reese. This should there's just be there. There's... He's regarded as one of the oh. greatest sportsmen of all time. Nicky Lauda. No. Senna? How many, t- how many titles <laughs> do you think that Senna died Schumacher. before he got his third? Schumacher. Yes, Michael See, Schumacher. So that's the first name that came into me. Ed. Why didn't you say it then? <laughs> Because I thought, oh well, loud, like loud is the obvious, <laughs> loud is the obvious option. I thought, I thought Schumacher is the obvious option. Why is loud the might, obvious option? No, I said Schumacher is right. the obvious option. Okay, it might be louder. Yeah, and then I thought, well, Senna's up there in like the top. turn up a bit then. Okay, it might be louder. Is this better? Uh, but yeah, it made him sixth time world champion, uh, something that's only been done before by uh, by Michael himself. Uh, incredible. Mate, Michael. Honestly, and it, and it was an incredible uh, race. Can it I just was... say that I knew that before you put me on the spot? I know you did. I know you did, actually. That actually you, hurt you my feelings. You were just playing it up for the podcast. Obviously, you? because yeah. that really hurt my feelings if yeah. I you did that. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was Max Steppen that rounds out the podium in third. Do you know what the race after Brazil was? Can nope. I just say, <laughs> I am producing this. Yeah. However, it's so easy for you to reach over and touch my buttons. It's yeah, unreal. I am pressing a few of these. It's so annoying. Here we go. That's me. <laughs> that's that's me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you know what race it was after the USA, though, Reese? That's the I question. I do. 
I it? do. What was if it? If you give me 30 seconds, I can think about it. Talk amongst yourselves. Do you want me to read you the podium? Then you might remember. Nope. You sure? It was. It was. Brazil. Brazil. I knew I knew that. Applause, please. We need like a Brazil like theme today. That's Spanish, but you know what I mean. That was. <laughs> yeah, we went to Brazil uh, and having come agonizingly close to winning at Inter Lagos last year uh, before we had a little come together with Esteban Ocon, it was a brilliant performance from Max Verstappen that saw him convert pole position into his third win of the 2019 season while a mind boggling final few laps took place. I think that's fair Ooh. to say. Ooh. Albon was a pissed Well, even before that, you can I'm going to say the first half of this race was incredibly boring. Oh, my word. Well, not so, incredibly boring. It wasn't as intense as maybe we'd have liked from Interlagos. So, then, some, so something personal happened in my life. Basically, my girlfriend was in hospital. She yeah. was in there for quite a long time. Yeah. I told her, listen, babe, you can do one. Yeah. The race is on. The I'll watch it on. with Omas. We're yeah. going to watch it and just chill I out. Take, I take priority over Obviously. Any time. And I was like, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come to hospital after what we will. I'll come to hospital uh -huh. afterwards. Yeah. And then I regretted it. <laughs> after about five laps because yeah. the, the middle part of the race was, was genuinely so boring. But then, Sebastian Vettel tried to go around the outside of Charles Leclerc. What was Charles Leclerc didn't want him to go around the outside so it pushed him a little, a little, a little touch. He closed the door. He and closed the door. It was the tiniest touch. It actually was the tiniest touch but it took both of them out of the race. Wrecked them both. And I can't believe it still. There was, it was, but yeah. it made the race so much more exciting. That all actually happened first. What The first catalyst of that was Bottas had a little engine failure oh and he had to pull into the sides and didn't yeah. quite get the car into a safe position well do you reckon he didn't quite get it into a safe position on purpose oh no not a chance no no mercedes, no. mercedes wouldn't have wanted to lose that race oh and yeah they, i'm not they saying knew they if the safety car came they would they'd have said to him make sure it's in a safe position because he did put it on an off road the only reason the safety car had to come out uh, was because they they still needed a crane to get it off from where it was so they oh, had to lift yeah. that over the barrier he was nice and safe off the circuit they could have left it there and said it was safe, but they needed to get the crane into just to make sure. Um, but yeah, that, he retired. The Ferraris crashed. Um, um, Mercedes Lewis's Hamiltons. Mercedes Lewis's Hamiltons. Mercedes Lewis Hamilton tipped Alex Albon. No. Trying to make a little move up the inside. I'll take this off you because... Go on, over to Reese Keeble. You were incredibly fuming. I was. You were so angry. So it was unreal. At this point... What, what happened was Lewis... Alex opened the door. He did. Alex left the door wide well, open. Hang on. Let's give a bit but of context he was sweeping first. Sweeping round the corner. Let's give it. So Hamilton was in fourth because he just pitted under the safety car, which is really weird. Yeah, because it when was, was like only one like four laps to go. to go. I think it was about three to be fair yeah, when they did it. Was, it. And it was a really it was a weird ridiculous car. It put him off the podium. James, what are you playing at? Well, exa exactly. You know. Uh, but at that point, then it was. Now that we know his name, by the way. It was uh, Max in first. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pierre Gasly in the Toro Rosso in second. Yep. And then. Alex Albon in third. It was a full Red Bull podium. Carlos Sainz was in fifth. It was a full Honda podium. This is why I was getting so excited. I, my, you, you will admit my my two favorite car brands are Honda and Red Bull. You were, are you going to deny that to me or what? Your foot was shaking on the floor in a I, I old was, I was Christian, Christian Hort, yeah. And in Christian style, and you I were was shaking. so excited. I was like, this isn't real. This isn't going to happen. And then Lewis Hamilton was like, oh, I'm going to make a cheeky move up the inside of Alex Albon. But and then the door was open and then it was quickly shut. The door wasn't open for long enough. It wasn't. For I, Lewis to make that move. It, it was open in a way that it, that's just you how he was taking the, the corner. Yeah, it exactly. wasn't. You, you, you could say it was open, but it wasn't open. But then open. Lewis knew that. It was a jar. Lewis apologised right away, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He, he did. And he, he took the penalty. He knew that he definitely deserved it. Um, spoiler. He got a penalty. So he did end up coming third 
with a very close drag race with Gasly to the line. Which was Can I just very say, tight. This race mm-hmm. was my favourite Ted's Notebook of the year. Oh, yeah. It was I always watch Ted's, Ted's Notebook. Notebook. This was my favourite one of the year. I've got a little bit of a note at the end here, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was uh, Alex Albon uh, got knocked out second, uh, which allowed Pierre Gasly to finish in a sensational P2. But it was the pay- post-race controversy which kept so many viewers, like like you just said there, just glued to their TVs. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to turn it off. We didn't want to... Because normally, a lot of people stay to watch the post-race uh, you know, television with Ted, with the podium, with all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people also just turn it off. Like, race is over. I don't want to... Watch all that. I don't give a um, I don't give a her. Exactly. But this kept so many people glued to the TVs because they wanted to know the news, which was a, on a potential penalty for Lewis Hamilton due to his collision with Alex. Uh, Ted it, was absolutely incredible during this. He was just standing he, in the he McLaren. Walked, he walked straight into people. McLaren. Okay. <laughs> he turned around to a woman who was told to keep the people out and gone, excuse me, do you know what's happening? And stuff like that. And she said, and then, I'm not allowed to say. Yeah. No, this was with Carlos. Carlos was walking to the garage. Ted was like, all right, Carlos. And he's like, yeah. you're right, Ted. He's like, uh, am I allowed to talk to you about the uh, potential penalty or not? And he's like, I, I don't know anything yet. I can't say anything. He's like, well, I'm just going to fool your media person. What's your favourite fish? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you can ask me anything else about that. And then Ted just went, oh, what's your favourite fish? <laughs> and I can't remember what his response was. I think it was bass or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, there you go. It wasn't um, had it, that A little bit of trivia. And then um, what, what I was getting at was in the actual McLaren area. Garage, there was just like there PR There was just women loads of women like, yeah. and guys stood there. Yeah. Just trying to get people to stop. Stop. Ted picked up a menu and started reading it. I don't know why he did it. It was thrilling it was television. So good. It was you so could tell funny. his producer was just in his ear doing Ted, just do something. We've got like ten minutes of air still, so just do something, please. Ted grabs the menu, he goes, Oh look, it looks like there's fish on the menu. <laughs> Carlos will like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was a very good bit of TV that I think probably one of Sky's highest notebook viewerships I'd say of the year. Well, I mean, to be fair, they did cancel it in the first half of the year, so... Well, we're not talking about that, though, are we? Hashtag bring back Ted. Hashtag, worked. yeah, I know. Ted and, came back. And the fact that Lando was that buzzing when he was. Ted came up to Is this the notebook? <laughs> He's like, the it notebook's back. Ted, the notebook's back. And Ted couldn't say the notebook when anyway. He's like, well, it didn't go anywhere. It's just was on a bit of hiatus uh, but anyway the penalty was given and it saw Carlos Sainz incredibly promoted to P3 uh, and he gained his first ever Formula 1 podium that's the um, first time that I wanted to spray a bottle of champagne myself after yeah, the race but the, the most amazing part for me there from Carlos especially because Pierre got his first podium as well which is an amazing race from mm-hmm. him but uh, Carlos had a, a failure or something in, in qualifying he didn't manage to qualify and he ended up having to start from P20 he, he went from P incredible race. 20 to a podium in it, a McLaren. It was so... Excuse me. McLarens are good. Did they get any other podiums this season? No. That's why I'm saying. He had an it's incredible amazing. race. He, he had an incredible race. And it was also... And sorry, go on. Credit to Lando Norris. Oh, yeah. Because afterwards, when they found out, like an hour later, mm. they went back up to the podium. To the podium. So that, he could, stand, it, so that but... he could stand on P3, yeah. where Lewis was stood, mm-hmm. with his trophy, smiling... And Lando popped the bottle of champagne and sprayed it all over him. Like, what would have happened? It was, yeah, a lot of teammates would be salty there. Cause Lando was so happy for he him. He was, because Lando had to give him a position in the race, I think, was yeah, part of it. Yeah, Lando like had that. to swap over positions and, with him. And, you know, I think it was definitely worth it for him when, it, when, when that was the result. Um, but it was also, more importantly than anything else, it was McLaren's first podium since 2012, I think it was, or 2013. Mm-hmm. Was it not 2010? six years. No, no. It was, it, was, it was like 2012 or 13. It was when Magnussen last got on the podium for McLaren. Okay. Um, it was about six years ago. I know that at least. And it was just, it was amazing that they managed that. Amazing. Um, hopefully we see more from them next year. I think the I McLaren think have come a long way since 
McLaren Honda eras of 2015 and, and beyond. So this so year... It's, it's very impressive to see that. This year I was sat at home and I was thinking, I don't know who to support, mm. okay? Because this was the first time that I, I convinced... Not convinced myself... I told myself yeah. that I was going to fully watch it, okay? Yeah. And watch it with passion, fully get engaged in it. And can I just add a little note there? F1 Drive to Survive, I, I, I personally think it's part of the reason you did oh, that. Oh, yeah, damn right. And that is a testament that to that series yeah. working and doing exactly what it wanted to do. It got so many series. new people into Formula 1. I love that series. My mum's a massive F1 fan. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Goose. How, there we are, how's Goose. It going? Um, I'm, a, I'm a massive F1 fan now. Yeah. And I at the start of the season... I chose Haas. Mm. And then after one Purely race... because of Gunther Steiner from... Because of Gunther from F1 from Drive from to Survive. To survive and then yeah. after one race, I was like, Haas isn't for me. No. And then I looked into it more and I thought... You saw this, the heritage of McLaren. I thought this McLaren team... They've got to. They've got to big, them, yeah. big themselves back up. Yeah. Because I wanted to spot Williams, mm. but that would have been too hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd honestly, a lot. McLaren, like, I genuinely just... I love them now. Well, at the start of the year, would you have thought you'd have had so much, as much McLaren merch as you do? No. Exactly. You got McLaren shirts. That's shirt. it. <laughs> One shirt. No plural there. But yeah, I did. I did get a McLaren shirt. You and did. It was, and I, I do you wear like it a lot. It. I wear it a lot. Is it's it comfy? Really comfy. It's, it's incredibly comfy. Brilliant. It's like wearing a Liverpool shirt. I've got as much <laughs> love for McLaren shirt when saying that, but you know. Yeah, well, you know, this is comfy too. <laughs> I've got as much love for McLaren. As I do for Liverpool. You're not saying that. I am. Really? I am. I t- like. You've been a lifelong Liverpool fan. Yeah. And you've been a McLaren. When I'm fan watching for a year. F1, honestly, when I'm watching F1, I cheer McLaren like I cheer Liverpool. It's true, you do. Yeah. Wow, that's. There you go. There you go. McLaren. Twenty years. There's on a little this earth. sound bite for you. Twenty years yeah. I've supported Liverpool for. Yeah. And my love for McLaren, I don't know whether it's from Lando with his like absolute goofiness on his yeah. Instagram and stuff like that, or Carlos being the incredible. They've driver got a that great team pairing. It's so good. I don't think Fernando Alonso, as good as a driver as he was, they wouldn't have achieved this with Fernando in the team. Mm-mm. Not a chance. And to be honest, I don't think you'd be as passionate with Fernando in the team. I don't like Fernando. What do you think about Stoffel? Hmm? Stoffel Van Dorn. What do you think about him? No, no. <laughs> nothing about him either. No. Yeah, Lando and Carlos is an incredible driver pairing, and that they I, made such a good decision going with those. All two, I'm saying is, sure. I really, really, really don't like. And yeah. they made a very wise decision not letting yeah. Lando go to Toro Rosso. Was was that going to happen? He almost went to Torres last year instead of Alex, oh, yeah. Which would have been me. interesting because he would have been in the Red Bull instead of Gasly I, at some point. But then I would have been supporting Red Bull. But, you know, <laughs> I think they made a wise decision. They they because at first they didn't want to put him in the car because he was a rookie and they didn't a, a bit want that. Yeah, yeah. He's only nineteen, but they didn't, and I think they're they're very grateful they did. It's definitely paid off for them. Um, Lando had an incredible season. After Brazil, the curtain came down on the 2019 Formula One season. Uh, Lewis Hamilton enjoyed a silky smooth evening beneath the floodlights at Abu Dhabi to record his 11th win of the season ahead of Red Bull of Max Verstappen and Ferrari of Charles Leclerc. Silky smooth. And that was the end of the season. We've kind of done it. I'm not going to get into too much depth with the Abu Dhabi report because that was episode one. You like like to put that that into into the podcasting? Yes, silky smooth. Oh, yeah. You enjoyed saying that. I could tell it. Your eyes lit up when you said it. Yeah. Uh, but if you want more information on Abu Dhabi, uh, go back and listen to episode one because that's the only one we've actually reviewed this season. Series 00, episode, episode one. one. Go listen. Go listen. All right? Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Go back and listen to it. I yeah. know maybe some of the stuff that we've talked about, like vagina perfume and stuff, I know that might have been long gone, <laughs> okay? But still go listen to it. It is so relevant. Right? I'm actually wearing my F1 vagina perfume right now. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I am. 
but I think that's where we're going to be rounding out this podcast. And uh, for now, I'm just also going to leave this off saying uh, have a very Merry Christmas to everyone listening. And a very Happy New Year to you too. Uh, it's Iltom from the future again back here just to sign off the podcast. So thank you very much again to everyone for listening this year. Uh, it's been an honour uh, and I look forward to uh, talking to you again in January. I hope you've enjoyed it uh, and please do come back. Thank you very much for listening in 2019 uh, and yeah I'll see you then